Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hello, and welcome to the Impact Hour. We are your hosts. I am Rena. I'm John. And we are delighted to be presenting to you today all about being visible or hiding out. And we are going to dive deep into this topic, look at the benefits of how it is for you to be visible and, and really what it's costing you if you're hiding out. Yeah. So what does it look like to hide out? Excellent question. What is hiding out anyways? It could be a lot of different things, huh? Mm-hmm. At least in my experience, hiding out, uh, it could just be like being a fly on the wall, just sitting in, in the group, if it's a group setting, and just listening and not saying anything whatsoever at all. It's kind of a hiding out. It can be just letting others set direction, just being very passive, and that's kind of a form of hiding out. I know I've done that. And it's it easy, was, right? It's easy, yeah. That's why. It's easy, and you never get blamed for anything because... Oh, it's safer. It's safer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> But you can also be hiding out even while you're out there interacting with people. Well, that sounds kind of funny. Yeah, it's even possible to be hiding out while you're on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how can you be hiding out when you're on the radio? Tell me about that. Well, you uh, you can be guarded. So this is where hiding out gets to be a lot more sophisticated. And uh, you can be guarded having a mask. You can have kind of a persona that you project that you've persona you think everybody else expects to see of you you know i've seen that a lot um for some speakers since uh, since we're speakers and we've done speaker training and i belong to different groups and stuff and i've seen a lot of folks get up and they really project an image it's out there it's fun it's engaging and i, I just i don't really get a sense of who the person actually is so they're out there and they're hiding out because they're not exposing the real them yeah and yeah. then they get off stage and then that's not them at all so their stage persona is different than how they are when you interact with them it does and people are really longing for um, a connection to really get a sense of who you are so if that person the speaker is promoting something for their business for example it backfires because the person's like oh you're not the person you were just on stage I'm confused I don't know if I really want to work with you yeah 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 yeah, it can be. It can look like controlling and dominating the conversation. Now that's surprising. It's a very interesting, sophisticated way of hiding out, right? Yeah. So that we don't want the conversation to really reveal anything that's kind of risky or uncomfortable. So we steer the conversation where we want it to go. And we know some folks we can't get in a word in edgewise. Yeah, it's this thing and that thing and over here and then the other day and then, and then it's on and on and on. And you, you can sit there for an hour and, and the whole hour they've dominated the whole conversation and you didn't get a sense on what's going on with them really. Yeah, because they keep the topic safe and where they want it to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In line with that, it can be complaining. I don't know if you've been around complainers or not. Oh, that's so draining. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yep. (laughs) But uh, complaining is a way of of redirecting the spotlight onto someone else and to something else. Mm -hmm. And so that can even be complaining about, you know, politics and what's going on in the news and how horrible the world is. And and you get done talking to that person. You still don't really have a sense on what's going on with them, really. 
Mm-hmm. So the being visible is going to include sharing what's going on with a person personally instead of just this projecting and directing and putting all the attention elsewhere. Right. 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 So, and we'll talk about it more later, but being visible versus hiding out is not just an on or off switch. It's not either you're visible or you're hiding out. There's a spectrum there, and there's different levels of being visible and different levels and different ways of hiding out. You know, last week I did the show on um, how your being matters. And really the basis for that show was there's there's a lot of things where, like you say, it's not on or off. It's not either or. It's a continuum or a spectrum, and it can be more of this or more of that. So um, if you're interested in listening to that show, our show recordings are available on theimpacthour.com. We post all of them there. And it's a really interesting exploration, the idea of you're not either hiding out and you're not just being visible, it's which are you being more of, and would it be more beneficial for you to be more visible? Yes. Yes. In in addition, it can be redirecting the topic. Now, this might sound very similar to what we just talked about, but, you know, a topic might kind of wander over to something a little more uncomfortable, and uh, one response, I know I've done, and I've seen some others do as well, is you tell a joke or, you know, you, you kind of change it so it's no longer this uncomfortable thing anymore. Jokes are a great way of deflecting and, right. and making it stop being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that doesn't yeah. mean all humor is bad. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just how it can be used sometimes. Yeah. Just good to know the motivation. Is it? Are you feeling a little uncomfortable? And it might be that you just shared something that made you uncomfortable, so you make a joke to move it on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or you make a joke or make light of what you are sharing in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And that's a way of hiding as well. Right. Yeah. Or it could just be focusing on other people. So you can talk about how great someone else is or you interact with somebody and, oh, you're so great. You're so wonderful. All this stuff. Or it could even be negative, you know, pointing out all the all the faults that the person has and oh, you didn't do this good. And that's not good over there. Either way can be a way of redirecting the spotlight onto somebody else. Which is interesting because in general, it's good to be curious about people and ask questions about them and get to know them. And in that sense, you are kind of directing the spotlight onto them. So it's helpful to be aware enough inside yourself. Are you doing that out of a genuine curiosity or are you just really uncomfortable revealing certain parts of yourself? because the motivation behind it will will really impact the interaction. Yeah, and we found that the motivation behind it actually flavors how it looks. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're doing it as a way to redirect so that the spotlight's not on you, that'll come through and people will tell, oh, this is kind of weird. It feels just kind of weird. It, it feels a little weird, <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you have a genuine interest in somebody and you're asking more questions, that will come across as well. And people mm-hmm. go, oh, that was really nice. Mm-hmm. And it might be a lot of even the exact same words that come out of the mouth, but but the beingness behind it, the reason behind will will leak through. Yeah, people really pick up on that. Yeah, and it can also just keep keeping things on a on a light, safe rain or region of topics. And so, you know, always sharing things that are non-essential. You know, it's not risky, it's safe content. And so you're always talking about the weather and you know, the latest sports team and, you know, keeping the content safe is a way of hiding out. And that's as opposed to kind of letting your guard down and sharing things that might be a little more vulnerable, might be concerned around what people are thinking of you, might they judge you if they knew the real you. And it's interesting because when you hide out, 
it kind of takes away the fear of being rejected. You might be rejected, but they're not rejecting the real you. So right. that can really be a motivation for wanting to hide out is to not have the real you rejected. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes. So one more thing about hiding out is that uh, you can even be hiding out while trying to get validation and affirmation from others. And so it might feel like you're trying to put the spotlight on you. I'm awesome. And you're trying to get you know people to say that about you and be validated and have people say good things about you. And you can still be hiding out even while you're doing all of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've experienced anything like that, Rena, but I know I have. And that's where the persona or the mask is out there. Mm. And you put out this persona that you think other people want to see. And and that's the persona that you think will be accepted, that, uh, you know, you'll get validation by being a certain way in front of people, not revealing any of your faults and not really sharing what really matters to you. And, And it'd still be a way of hiding out even while kind of putting the spotlight on yourself. Yeah, I can certainly relate to that. My mask, my need to appear has been to appear competent and like I've got it all together. So what I will do is reveal the places and the times where I'm confident and I've got it all together and hide the rest. And you're right, you're you're still out there. You're presenting something for people to see, but it's not the whole picture of you. And it's not the whole picture of me that people can relate to. So that's been my growth opportunity is sharing the times when I, I don't have it all together, which is actually good because people can relate to it. Yeah. So awesome. We're going to head into a break. Would love for you to stay tuned. We've got more great stuff on visible or hiding out. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We were talking today about hiding out or being visible and why that's important. The next thing we're going to talk about is why might we be hiding out? Like what's behind that? Like there's probably some really good reasons actually why we would have that kind of behavior. Yeah. And sometimes it can be really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. I remember we had uh, an event and uh, there was a participant in the event. Uh, This is an online event and this participant uh, was not willing to have uh, 
face visible in in the session that we had at all. So uh, pictures of, of the pets and you know pictures of other things, but you know couldn't be seen, would not be willing to be seen in the in the online event. So it powerfully drives behavior, is what yes, you're saying. Powerfully mm -hmm. drives behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So some of the things that we we can we've seen in other people and in ourselves is uh, we fear that we might be criticized or ridiculed, and uh, might be that we fear being judged harshly. And sometimes this can be, we've noticed uh, a dynamic where if we're visible online, sometimes that can be especially harsh, even more than in person. Yeah, I, online interactions, people tend to really cut loose and say things they would never say to a person face to face. So it's understandable that there might be some fear there around right. getting some bad stuff thrown at you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a part of that too is we might even fear that we would be judging ourselves. And I think sometimes that's even more powerful than, than wondering what other people might think about us because if we're not comfortable with ourselves, we're not, we don't feel okay about ourselves, that can, that can be pretty powerful as well. Well, yeah, and if we put ourselves out there and we make a mistake and we perceive that as appearing foolish, yeah, that can create a pretty intense experience if we're judging ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Harshing on ourselves for it. Yeah. When actually, it's actually a good thing to go out there and make mistakes. It is. Because you're not going to accomplish great stuff without making some mistakes and, and being visible that's, doing it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you might fear being rejected by people. And we might fear that we're blamed if something doesn't go right. And all of these things can have some powerful... Uh, basis for them, right? The reason why we feel that way is something powerful may have happened yes. in the past. So just to recognize for now that, that there can be a real reason why we have those fears, the first step is recognizing the fear and what's going on behind why are we hiding out. Right. Right. So, so fear can be a powerful motivator. And uh, there's two kinds of fear that I just inject in here. There's, there's the fear that we have that we avoid. And that's not a great kind of fear. That's just avoiding fearful situations. And that's where a lot of hiding comes out, where we're afraid something might happen, so we just avoid it altogether. That's a powerful motivator, too. I've yes. seen that in action. It's like, yeah, I think I just won't do anything because, yeah, that's kind of scary. Yes. Yeah, I think I'll pass things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, you might have a fear of heights. And so if you stay far away from the edge of anything, then you never have to feel any fear. And, and that's kind of what this is like. You get to avoid it altogether. Which but, is okay for heights, but if it's about you know influencing, being in front of people, putting yourself out there, then it's going to have some real, right, real ramifications if we hold back. Right. So yeah. the the upside to it is to embrace the fear, and to realize that there's something more important than avoiding fear. In that case, we're facing into and stepping into the fear. And, and it's not that we're trying to experience fear. But it's that, not the goal. That's not the goal. It's just okay. But but that we're learning to, to manage and deal with it even though it happens because there's something more important than than the fear yep. going on. I can relate. I've had to work through a lot of fear and continue to as we you know, expand and grow what we offer and who we're in front of and what we're doing. It's There's fear to work through at, at each level. Yes. Yep. Yes. So as you mentioned, a lot of times this comes from past experiences. Mm -hmm. And so I remember it was someone was sharing, I don't know if it was a teacher, but it was at a teacher's conference. I imagine it probably was. And uh, 
and I, I don't remember a lot of the details of it. I just remember that this this person was sharing that as a student, they were in class and the teacher had asked them to answer the question on the whiteboard or the blackboard. I, back in those days, they had chalk and blackboard. And they got up and they answered the question and the teacher just slammed on him for having the wrong answer in front of the whole class. And so it wasn't even, you know, just one-on-one -on -one working off on the side. It was like visible in front of the whole class and this person shared how crushed they felt. And, and they wouldn't want to get up in front of the class since then and it's affected them their whole life. And, and I remember the story, it was from a teacher who had attended the conference and they're like, oh man, I think I've done that, Ooh. you know. And, and that's just an example of, of how we can have these experiences. It could be, you know, in, in classroom settings, but it could also be at home, uh, all these different places where... Well, I, I think it's, it's a useful inquiry to, to look and because when you and I talked about this earlier, I had a memory come to me of a time when I raised my hand enthusiastically as a kid, I don't know, probably third, fourth grade, and had the wrong answer and, you know, kids were laughing. I don't even remember their laugh. I was just ter terribly embarrassed. And the funny thing is, is those are powerful experiences that shape us as adults now. And the, the choices that we make are based on that ridicule and that embarrassment and whatever that happened as a child. It's, it's really intense. It can be, yeah. Yeah, so part of the fear might just be like being afraid of becoming a target. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I know when I grew up, you know, and my, my dad's not like this anymore at all. So, so this is not him anymore. But when I was a kid he'd get triggered and he would just fly into a rage. And it was this, from my perspective, it was this uncontrollable rage and nothing would calm him down except just waiting it out. And I felt like if I was seen in that environment that I could become a target of his anger. And sometimes, you know, it was not just this verbal barrage, you know, but sometimes it was, I was in trouble. And I just felt like if I wasn't seen then I could be safe. I think a lot of people can probably relate to that at some level. I, I know I can, having experienced a different form of abuse. It's like, ooh, I don't know if I really want to draw attention to myself because if I do, this can happen. So that can be physical abuse, uh, verbal abuse, emotional, sexual, all kinds of abuses as a child kind of set us up. It's like, ooh, I don't know if I want to have that kind of attention drawn to myself. Maybe it'd be safer if I just kind of hit out. Yes. That's very, very common. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. But hiding out has its downsides. Has some costs associated with it. Yes, some real mm -hmm. costs. So why is being visible important? So when you're more, more visible, and you're more vulnerable with people in relationships, it will invite them to be more visible and more vulnerable. This and is a, an important principle. How we're being invites other people to be the same way. And I've mentioned before that you know being angry tends to beget more anger. Um, hiding out invites other people to hide out too. Why would they want to share of themselves if you're not? Right. So it definitely influences other people around you. Yeah. So so when we share vulnerably, it makes it safe for others to do the same. Right. And that's where the invitation comes is it makes it a safe space. Because it, to be honest, not every space is a safe place to share vulnerably. 
Yeah, we were talking earlier about this, and there are some people who just can't handle um, when other people share vulnerably, and they'll they'll skip over it, they'll deflect, they'll tell a joke. And when that happens to me, when I've shared somebody and somebody else can't handle it, I make a mental note, okay, this isn't the kind of person that I want to share, I want to go deep with. Yeah. And I just reserve that for the folks that I, I know are safe. But it actually requires some testing out to see what can I share and what can the person handle and where can how deep can we go together right and can't know that if I'm hiding out then I never test it out and see who is safe that's right yeah so ultimately it creates deeper connections with people so when you're hiding out if you have a persona if you're dominating the conversation all those things it really it really hinders having a deep connection with somebody so if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling disconnected, it's a great opportunity to look at, are you hiding out? Or are you willing to share more vulnerably, share things um, that might not be as pretty, might not be as perfect, share what's really going on inside of you? Because if you're wanting that connection, it's really going to be necessary to share at that level. Yeah. So where that loneliness comes from, I can can share from my personal experience that uh, when hiding out, I feel like nobody gets me. Mm-hmm. And that's because I've not shared any of the real me, or I've not shared a lot of it. And I'm, the truth is people really aren't getting me. That's accurate. They're getting right? something else. They're right. getting just a little piece of me, but not really the full me. And so I feel lonely and disconnected and and not having a deep, deep relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's accurate to say they don't get you because you're not putting it out there, putting yourself out there for them to be able to get you. Yeah. Yeah, so so this is really important in relationships. Um, if you want to make a bigger impact in the world, increase your life's impact, of course, being visible is an important part of that. And if you're hiding out, it's pretty hard to make an impact. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> hiding out and high impact don't go really together. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of an interesting example about that, you know, I, I teach other classes. Uh, I'm, I'm an instructor for the Linux Foundation, and I teach these computer classes. And when I teach in the classes, it's all pretty surface level. It's all, you know, just about computers and, and software and, and how it works and all this stuff. And, and I've been in front of over a thousand people or more uh, in doing that uh, over the course of the time I've been doing that. And I think my impact on them actually has been very small. Mm-hmm. because it's pretty easy to hide out in front of that that class in that environment. In fact, oh. I think if I shared vulnerably, it might freak them out pretty bad. <laughs> like, oh, whoa. <laughs> well, you do that, right? You offer to that they can stay that's afterward, true. and that's a special kind of setting um, after class if they want to, and they can hear your story around your heart attack. Yes, yes I do that, and, and some of them freak out. <laughs> 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 yes. But, uh, you know, when we, have, when we have our seminars and we get in there, I start to share much more authentically and vulnerably with people. And I think I've made a much bigger impact in, in just a short amount of time mm-hmm. than I have in all those other classes because I'm out there in front of folks in a much different setting and being more vulnerable and not hiding out and being visible. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, your willingness to share of yourself helps other people to be willing to look at themselves. Do you find that that there there was a certain discomfort in being in front of a seminar group? And was that surprising given how many classes that you've actually taught? Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. In the the other classes, I can just get up and 
yeah, there's almost no nervousness at all anymore. And I, you get to wear your I'm really smart mask too, right? I do, yes. Yeah. yeah I get to wear that mask pretty good. And uh, and I and I try to be more vulnerable with them yeah. where it makes sense. Yeah. But but in front of the seminar, you know, I'm nervous. My palms are sweaty. You know, it's <laughs> it's different. And and I'm glad to do that. I'm glad to face that fear because it's important. Mm-hmm. It's totally worthwhile. Yeah. And actually, just just in just to say, I know that you've actually done some work in being vulnerable with your computer classes that you teach to say, you know, I know a lot of stuff, but I really don't know it all. So if you have a question, I can't answer it. I'll let you know and I'll look it up for you. Yes. So that's a way of being vulnerable and being real. It is. Even even in that kind of setting. So that's awesome. You've done a lot of work on that. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Well, we're going to go into a break. Want you to stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We've been talking about being visible or hiding out. Wanted to mention if you would like to listen to some of our past radio shows, they're available on our website at www.theimpacthour.com. If you want to take us with you on the road or wherever you go, uh, you can connect and download us and listen to us in your favorite podcast application uh, in iTunes, in Google Play, or uh, any of the other podcast apps you like. If you go to our website, there'll be uh, instructions on how to do that. The easiest way is to to connect to the website from your device itself and then click on the buttons on there and it'll open it right up in the app and have the, the podcast already set up. I like that. Take us with you. Yes. <laughs> and now it's just a little bit of a preview. It's not set up yet, but coming in the next few weeks, we're going to be creating some forums. We'd like to have a place where it's safe for you to come in and join a community of like-minded folks and help to increase your life's impact. Stay tuned. In the upcoming shows, we'll give you more details about that. Yay. Yeah. So we're talking about being visible or hiding out. And we're talking a bit about, you know, what it's like to be hiding out and why it's important to be visible. And one of the things we wanted to note that if you're hiding out, the world is missing out on your uniqueness. Oh, that's that's profound. I love the acknowledgement acknowledgement that everybody has something unique to offer. And if they're not putting it out there, if they're hiding out, we are missing out. That's right. But there's really value in you sharing you with the world. That's right. And at its most extreme, when you're hiding out, nothing at all is different whether you're there or not. So that's meetings, that's relationships, that's projects. Yep. Yeah. So you could be there or not be there, and nothing is different. That's profound as well. And and I think it can be really surprising when people start looking at that. So as part of that, I want to encourage you to say that it is possible for you to put yourself out there to be more visible, to be more um, open, and to have, have that positive impact. I want to encourage you in that because we know it's possible. And we know yes. you've got what it takes. That's right. So if that's hitting home, this is not to, to be a judgment or a slam, but just to recognize that if maybe that is going on, that there is other options out there. Yeah. And uh, I can share from my heart attack experience that that was 
one of the main messages that hit me very hard. And I thought about, you know, during my heart attack, what it might be like if I didn't go into work because I wasn't around to go into work. And I thought probably, you know, after people got over the initial shock and grief that they would hire somebody and life would pretty much go on as it always had. And for the most part, for most of the people at that company, they wouldn't even notice that I wasn't there. And so I was, I was hiding out and I wasn't making an impact the way that I wanted. And, and I didn't even realize it till I had that experience. And then it just, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh man, you know, what is my life all about really? And, you know, am I just existing or, or am I here to make a difference and to, to make a splash in the world and to share my own uniqueness? And so it certainly is possible. Although I must say it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've done a lot of work around being visible. I mean, we, we both have, but to have gone from a place where you felt like you were not having an impact uh, to where you're at today, that's taken a lot of growth and, and being really deliberate in choosing to not stay hiding out. Right. Yeah. Most definitely. Yep. And so, yeah, a part of where we're here is we're helping you to go down that same journey. <laughs> yeah, join us. It join is us. definitely a journey, and we've not arrived. We're still going. Still in Always process. will be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And just to be clear, you don't have to get on the radio to, to <laughs> join us in the journey. Your, your path will look different. It'll be unique to you. Yeah, it can even be in individual relationships. I mean, really, that's going to be the foundation and the basis there. So that's, that's a place to start. Um, being more visible, sharing of yourself, letting people in, letting people know what's going on with you. What are your hopes and your dreams and your aspirations and your thoughts and your fears? There's a lot of things to, to share with people, and that's really a foundational start for being more visible. Yeah. So even mentoring somebody requires being visible. Yeah, you can't hide out and, and mentor somebody really well because I think the mentoring relationship is going to involve sharing uh, your own experiences and, you know, in the past and what your experience of the person is and being there with the person. So we love mentoring as a way of having a positive impact. And even that, even though it's one-on-one, requires being visible and not hiding out. Yes, it does. Yep. And of course, you can share a message with the world if that's something that, that you feel drawn to, you feel like you have a life lesson that the world needs to hear. You certainly need to be visible for that. And when you are visible, you get to share that message. I think most people, I think everybody has a life lesson that they could share if they were so inclined. It's in, you know, in line with their passion. And, and we love people sharing their message because you've learned something powerfully through your life that other people haven't learned yet. And you can really bless them by sharing that with them and getting that message out there. Right. Love people sharing their messages. That's yes. right. And lots of ways of doing that. Yes, a lot of flexibility. It doesn't have to look a certain way. You don't have to be on the radio. That was a good point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we've learned that there's different layers to being visible. And we've gone through several steps. I know we, we first started out with a blog, and we were being visible in our blog. And, uh, and of course, you can hide out even while you're writing a blog. But uh, being vulnerable and sharing authentically is, is a step that we've taken in the blog. Not that we do that every time, but we have done that. But uh, we think, okay, we've got this visibility thing down, and so then let me write a book. And then like, oh, man, now what? You know, now what if people read this thing and they find out, you know, it's really more like this or, or whatever. You what know? if they think I'm a bozo? Right. <laughs> that was my biggest fear. Yeah, and then, and then all of a sudden we have to deal with visibility issues all over again. 
Yeah. And, and then and then you were on a podcast. Yeah, I was so surprised around that too because I've I've done a good amount of sharing around my experience of having been abused. And on this particular podcast, it's called Coming Out of the Fire with Phaedra Kennig, and we've had Phaedra on our show before. And it was, I actually shared for the first time about the impact that my aunt had on me. Now, my uncle had done the abuse, and my aunt um, didn't take a stand for me. And it was actually a form of betrayal as she took a stand for him instead. And sharing that for the first time was, it, it, I don't know how to describe it, it spun me out. I was freaking out. I, w- I went through all my support people, right, and shared with them what a hard time I was having. I had to go back around again and share with those ladies again. I was having such a hard time with that layer of vulnerability, which is surprising to me is all I can say because I, I've shared at seminars, I've done public speaking, I've done all kinds of things. So just sharing this new aspect of myself it affected me deeply. Mm. So we just want to encourage you all to let you know there's different layers to being visible. And it's it's okay to build on it and build up to it. You don't need to slam into the biggest possible share in the biggest possible way. You can work your way up to it. And just to know it's a process and that's okay. Yeah, and just to be clear, the, the support you had to go around to, that was around you being on the podcast. Yeah. The event had already taken place, right? Right. right. And so you're getting support <laughs> around being visible again. That's exactly what I needed support on. You're correct. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, getting on the radio is yet another another level of visibility, you know, and, and it was pretty scary at first. I, well, I'm surprised still sometimes I, I'm nervous coming in. Not every single week, but sometimes it depends on the content, how new it is, or maybe how vulnerable I'm being or, or whatever. It's, it's uh, still a process, yeah. and that's okay. Definitely is. Because we just deal with the discomfort and do it anyway, and it gets easier. Right. Yes. So we were exploring this topic a little bit, and we found that there's a relationship between influence and impact that you make and leadership. And that was kind of interesting, a little bit surprising, but uh, having an impact requires influence. Like we shared earlier, you know, if you're hiding out, it might not be any different whether you're there or not. You're having no influence in that environment. So having an impact requires influence in some way. And as John Maxwell points out, leadership is influence. And so in order to make an impact, and certainly the bigger impact requires more and more leadership, requires more of you to show up. And that requires leadership. Yeah, and leadership can be pretty uncomfortable. I know I was in denial about being a leader. This was quite a few years ago, and you informed me, you are a leader. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You're like, yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) And I fought it because I was not okay with um, potentially making mistakes and being visible and being out there. So once I embraced that I am indeed a leader, and even more important, it's okay to make mistakes as a leader and learn from them, then I was able to move forward. So we're headed into a break. Stay tuned for one more section on being visible or hiding out. You're listening to the Impact Hour. (music) 
What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We're talking about being visible or hiding out. And I just had something that I wanted to share in case this is making you a little uncomfortable. The idea of putting yourself out there and being visible might be kind of scary to you. And if so, I get it. We both get it. We, it's something that we've both dealt with and continue to deal with. I have kind of a unique experience about around being visible that I wanted to share. Because I'm legally blind, there's a lot that I don't see. And I've come to understand that I am highly visible because I walk around with a long white stick. I use a white cane for getting around, and apparently that draws a lot of attention to me. I don't get to move through my community anonymously. And I wouldn't have known that, except I went through a period of time where a bunch of people approached me and said something. I'm walking on the street, and a lady says, you know, I see you walking every day. And I'm thinking, well, that's an exaggeration because I don't walk every single day, but that's okay. And she's she's like, you know, you could really be um, just staying in your living room and not even coming out. And I just think that's so impressive that you're out all the time. And I was like, wow. And the trippy thing is, as I've never seen her in my life. And, and, but she sees me every day. And this happened numerous times. I was at church and a lady gave me a big hug and she says, you know, I saw you walking and, and you had this big smile on your face and it just really warmed my heart. I'm like, wow, man, that's really kind of weird. Was I walking? Was I carrying Taco Bell? <laughs> that might have, why was I walking around with a big smile? Which is better than some other alternatives. But I was just really taken aback. And it, there was just multiple stories. People who see me at the grocery store every week. A lady stopped me and said, you know, I see you and your son shopping together every week, and I've seen you for years. I'm like, I've never seen this woman in my life. And there's so many people who see me and um, tell me, and I'm not seeing them. And it, and it really kind of, honestly, it freaked me out. I'd want to go for a walk, and I went through at the park. And I'm like, maybe so many people won't see me there. And I'm like, you know, I just have to deal with this. I'm visible. People are seeing me. And that, that's a really small way of being visible. But it's interesting because I'm not aware of, of the people seeing me. And it's just been yet another opportunity to work through the discomfort of being visible. And I share that just to encourage you to let you know if, if, if you're uncomfortable with the idea of sharing more of yourself, being real, letting people in, I get it. And, and I want to encourage you and let you know that it's possible. So we're going to talk about some ways that you can help 
make that happen, working on your own self to be able to be more visible. Yeah, a big part of being visible is to leave an impression. And we talked before about ways we can hide out, but uh, well, however the way you're being in the moment, it's possible that you can be in a place and then afterwards they might not even remember that you were there. Mm-hmm. And that's not leaving an impression in any way. Right. Even if you interacted with some people, they might not remember that you were there. And that would be a form of hiding out. Mm-hmm. So in my experience, learning to be more visible works best when it's when it's tested, when you try it out. So we have these childhood or maybe not so childhood experiences uh, where we were visible and we had negative experiences around that. So we were visible and it didn't go well and we made note of it. That's right. Yes. And it, and it, right. And we internalized a message that it's not safe, it's not okay, it's not worthwhile, don't do it. Right. Right. That became our, our guiding principle. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we created a kind of a vow to never let that happen again mm-hmm. in a way, right? Because, yeah, because we made the conclusion that it's not safe. It's not okay. Right. Yes. So so becoming more visible involves testing that out again, maybe in small ways or maybe not so small ways. It may feel really big to you, which is fine. And then creating a reference experience where you were seen, you were visible, you made an impression, and it worked out just fine. So that is definitely putting it to the test, taking the idea that I'm not safe, putting myself out there, revealing myself, and then going ahead and sharing of yourself some anyway, see how it goes. Yes. That, that's putting it to the test, finding out that it's okay. You might find that some people are more safe than others, but you're really not actually harmed. I think in our minds, it's almost though as though we will be physically harmed or emotionally scarred we won't be able to recover we make it really big and it's not logical right but it's normal for it to seem really really large if we're rejected if we put ourselves out there right so it might just be finding one person or a small group that you belong to and deciding to share vulnerably a little bit put your toe in the water (laughs) just see how they respond you might be surprised that the other person or others in the group might go, oh, yeah, me too. I totally relate to that. Yes. I'm glad you shared that. It can totally change a group dynamic. I, I kind of geek out on this stuff. But I've found that when I share vulnerably and I, I invite other people to do that too, they respond well. Yeah, yes. People just have a real craving for that kind of level of connection. Yes. So basically you're identifying the lie you've been telling yourself which is, hey, if I do this, this will happen to me. And you're putting it to the test. It's like Mythbusters. (laughs) Your very own little Mythbusters. That's right. (laughs) And you may find that some groups and some people are not safe to share. And and that's okay. You just make a mental note of that. Decide what is safe to share. And then go ahead and seek out those other opportunities. Because in general, it's very highly beneficial for you to be authentic and be real with people. Yeah. And at least have some outlet for that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're not finding a place like that, then we would encourage you to seek out new people to hang out with. Yep. And you don't need to like dump all your existing friends, but find find a place where you can share and create those deeper connections. Find a place where you can share your stories and share your message where people will receive that. 
That's interesting because we've been involved in a variety of networking groups, and I tend to be drawn to the ones where I can be more real and other people are more real to me. So just even in the networking setting, there's a lot of different options and different cultures within groups. So find what allows you to be you. Right. Yeah. And so a big part of this really is working on yourself and creating those reference experiences certainly is a form of working on yourself. Uh, but we've noticed that sometimes uh, when someone shares something vulnerably, it makes us uncomfortable inside. And then when that happens, then perhaps we try to redirect, change the topic. Ooh, this is not good. I don't feel comfortable here. This is getting a little weird or, or you know, I don't, I'm not, maybe, maybe they're sharing certain feelings, brings up feelings in us and we're not comfortable with those. Which is a really great practice awareness that I encourage people to do is just to monitor your own feelings. Someone shares something and they're, they're really sad and you notice that you feel sadness. That's normal. That's good. That's an empathetic response. Maybe you're seeing yourself in their shoes and it's making you feel sad. You need to be okay with your own sadness and just to know that it's very temporary. It'll move through and you won't be in that discomfort for long, but it's really, really valuable to just be okay with feelings as they happen. That way other people can share with you and you're a safe person to right. share with. Yeah, and it could even stuff. bring up uh, an experience you had in the past. Mm -hmm. So they share their experience and that triggers a memory in you about an experience you had. Mm -hmm. And a big part of working on yourself is to, to learn to be comfortable or to be, learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, however that appears for you, with, with your own experiences, with your own emotions, so that you can be present for others. Part of that being uncomfortable with something that's uncomfortable is just, I find it so helpful to just know that it's temporary. It will pass, it probably won't be that same way next week, might not be that way in an hour, might not be that way in five minutes. It's cool, just let it be and it'll, it'll help move it through so it's something different it's not uncomfortable anymore yeah it but just, just it only feels like it's going to be forever that's right yes yes <laughs> <laughs> just note that if you shut the person down if you step mm -hmm. over change the topic tell a joke do all that the normal redirecting stuff that actually creates a negative impact with that other person mm -hmm. and and they feel like they've not been heard or acknowledged and they learn that you're not a safe person to share deeply with and, and not only does that just create a, a lighter type of relationship with that person, but it might have a negative impact on that person. They, they may choose to spend time with other people more. Yeah, don't, don't be surprised if you're feeling disconnected in your relationships, if you're the person who uh, doesn't allow other people to have an emotional experience with you. Yeah. Definitely. So a big part of being an influential person, of being a leader, is to work on your beingness. Kind I of a word we made up. Yeah, I don't think that word's even in the dictionary. <laughs> I've seen it used occasionally. It's yeah. how you're being. Yeah. Are you being open? Are you being vulnerable? Or are you being guarded? Or there's lots of different ways of being. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. they totally affect other people, totally affect our relationship, totally shape how people respond to us. So if you're getting responses from other people in relationships that you don't really like, great opportunity to look at how you're being that they would respond that way to you yeah how are you contributing to it yes yeah helping so to it's not about it. blaming yourself that's not that's not helpful, uh, helpful in any way right yeah. it doesn't help you really get where you need to be but to see how you've contributed to it you know how, how have you shown up that that it influenced them 
to show up the way they did. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to take responsibility because you can actually help to shape the relationships and the response that you're getting more when you're aware of what you're doing and, and being able to change that. Yeah. It's very cool. So, so influencing is being a leader. So we want to encourage you to be a leader, not just fill a leadership role, because those are two different things. So when you work on yourself, you work on who you're being, you work on qualities in your character so that you become the leader who can lead whether you're in the position or not. You can influence whether you're in a position of influence or not. You can lead from, from the back or from anywhere because that's the kind of person you are and you don't need to be in the position to have that kind of influence. So we had an example, like imagine if you've ever had an awesome boss. I've had a few like this and a really good boss shares the credit. So when, when things work, instead of saying, oh yeah, thank you very much, you know, we did, or I did all this stuff or whatever, they share it with the team. And they often say, yeah, I couldn't have done it without my team. They don't complain to employees. They expect the best work from people so they don't say things like, hey, you guys are making me look bad, things like that. They don't fly off the handle, reacting to emotions that they're experiencing in the moment. They encourage and support people. They're being a good boss, not just being in the role. And if you contrast that to like the typical or stereotypical employee where they stand around the water cooler complaining about the boss and gossiping about other people, you know, those are two different ways of being. And we always encourage you to work on yourself so you can be the kind of person who will go out and influence and make a big impact in the world. And remember that how you're being invites other people to be the same way. So if you're willing to share vulnerably, be real, let people in, that's going to be an invitation for people to do the same. If you're going to be a leader and take responsibility, that's going to encourage people to do the same. Conversely, if you're being the kind of person who likes to complain and focus on the negative, don't be surprised when you get more of that and you steer the conversation in that way. People will rise or fall to that level that you help set. That is a form of leadership. It is. Awesome. You've been listening to the Impact Hour. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful week.